world, and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and with me this month is a very special guest. The one, <laughs> the only, Rambox, a.k.a. Richard. How you doing? Welcome to CC Portable for the first time. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. It's, it's, it's such an honor. Oh, wait, wait. I just want to know, how, how far down the totem pole have I gone? You know, <laughs> is, is that it? Maybe if I only came back once a year, I'd still be treated, you know, somewhat special. But, you know, twice within the same season? Now forget about it. That's your fault, man. You're oversaturating yourself. You know, you got this, like, weekly retro Fandango now. You're you're out there too much, you know? It's, it's yeah. not special anymore. It's overload, yeah. No, nobody wants to hear me anymore. But back in the day, if you go yeah. back like five years ago when mm -hmm. this whole cartridge club was just, you know, in its infancy? gaining traction. Sure. Man, I, I was a big deal then. Oh, absolutely. I, you were one of the, I the was stalwarts. Of the first, early. Yeah, I, I was. I somehow got into the stonecutters guilds, you know, in that first iteration. Yeah. And, where do you think you fit in? Do you think you're part of the original crew? I believe so. I. I the first, uh, the first episode I listened to was their second podcast, yeah. and then I was invited to be on the the fourth one. Uh, so I had some early interaction. I wasn't there sure. right at the beginning, but I, I, I got scooped up in that that first big, that big when they were trenching the ocean. Yeah, you know, I mean, I like me to right. think I was there pretty early on. Maybe not the the ground floor stuff, but. You know, you know the show Saved by the Bell, right? Yeah. Well, like the first season, the first thirteen episodes was like called "Good Morning, Miss Bliss." Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I consider myself if if the Carters Club was Saved by the Bell, I came in in like after that. I don't know if Mister Belding was in those early episodes. I'm like the Mister Belding. I came in after. Right when it, when it really when it took like, off. This is it. When it was important, you know. <laughs> that's when i came on that's when i came on uh, i remember when you could count the club members on uh two hands oh absolutely yeah yeah those were the days and now it's just there's seven billion podcasts we're all fractured and all over the place and uh forget about it it's just, yeah. Yeah, old man yells at cloud but back to cc portable we did have you on you were actually on the what was it no, was it? Yeah, it was was it the, the last episode of season yeah, two? Yeah, sorry. Yes, it was the last. Oh, so I've crossed two seasons now. Okay. So you're on, because this is season three now. Right. Yeah, right, you right, were right. on Lilo and Stitch, which was May. Mm-hmm. And that is the season finale. Right. Because June is always the season opener. So, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're in double seasons now. This is great. You are a get, Richard. You're still a get. Okay. You're still a get. I, if you're gonna treat me a little nicer, no. I mean, you're the way I was talked to earlier. You're a much better get than Kevin. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Oh man, it's like pulling teeth when he's on an episode. Oh, okay. Do you just want to do that? You just like I feel like being yelled at and berated uh, this month. So give him a call. Oh I, well, I'm gonna be on your guys' show in what February or something. I'm coming up. Apparently, we're still waiting to hear what we're going to do. Uh, that's on you guys. Be... That's that's total BS. That's on you guys. No, no a few options were thrown out there. We never heard back. I am not. I am not going to help decide in any way, shape, or form. That's on you guys. I take the ball after you guys decide. I'm not going to try and influence you. God. Um, what is it? February? Did we say February? Yeah. All right. So we got a month to sort this out. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that after because we we've, we've okay. already been talking for a few minutes. We haven't been talking about right. CC Portable at all. Anyway, back to the topic at hand, Richard. Why you're here? So when you were on that Lilo and Stitch episode back in May, you suggested the, this game that we played this month, and that game that's is right, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith on the Game Boy Advance. And boy, the look I got after I mentioned that. It was, yeah. I, did, I didn't even know. You know, that's one of those games you see in a game store for like two bucks, five bucks. It's it's one of those like Is it really that bargain? Because I know after I mentioned it, you tweeted me like a day later and said, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I got it for five bucks. 
Cool. At my local yeah, local I, game shop. I imagine that uh, maybe this game gets overlooked because I, I've never been a big Game Boy Advance aficionado. I don't know the full spectrum of games there, but uh, there are a few Star Wars games on there, and some yeah. of them look absolutely terrible. The yeah. the Attack of the Clones game uh, is like this terrible looking isometric bland boring game and i think that's what most people picture sure. with some of these uh handheld star wars games but this one the first time i saw it if i could go way back to oh gosh i guess the year it came out i was in new york at that uh, nintendo store mm-hmm. and uh, it was on display there they had the game boy advances hooked up to a wall but rather than just using the screen, it was connected to a small monitor that was uh, on the wall. And uh, it, it showed off the art style and the the, um, the pixel graphics and everything on this. And I thought it looked great. I got to play it for about, I don't know, a minute. And then uh, it was always in my head after that. It's like, oh, I want to play that game. And I never picked it up for whatever reason. I never bought it. Uh, it's just been years and years and years. I've always wanted to play it. And then, then here comes Curtis with the CC Portable. So you suggested this game having only played a minute of it? Yep. You spoke so highly about it. Like, I, like it, it was this great a very hidden good impression gem. on me. Clearly. It left this great impression on me. It's like I was really curious because it's just one of those games that looked really promising. And it just something special must have been in there. Well, let me ask you this, Richard, because you are notorious for being on these podcasts and not playing the game or apparently so playing a few minutes of the game. So I got to ask, did you play the game? (laughs) This seems to be a terrible rumor started by a, uh, a co-host of mine who likes to tell people that I show up without playing games. And that very nearly came true. (laughs) (laughs) I, I put this game off for so long. Uh, and we were supposed to record about a week or so ago. Yes. Something like that. And I still hadn't played the game then. And then uh, we, we kind of had some shuffling of schedules there. And I finally, if you see this um, TV off to my side here, I mm-hmm. set this up like two days ago. I was like, man, I got to play that game. Because I didn't even have the thing set up or anything. So I was like... I hooked everything up and then I, I don't have the, the original heart. You like re- so retro pied it? Retro pied it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to hook it up because I had the retro pie somewhere yeah. else. And I had like the, the, uh, the Xbox with all the emulators on there. I hooked that up and then the game wasn't on there. So I had to go dig out the pie and, and set it all up. And I played the game. I you played it. Played the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> to good. To your good. Question. <laughs> That's very exciting. Well, we're, before we talk about the game, let's do a little, little backstory on this, because this is interesting. I wanted to talk about it. So this game, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, it had multiple versions. You know, it came out on PS2, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, and the Nintendo DS. The release date, though, came out in North America on May 4th, 2005. So May the 4th be with you. came out that day. However, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, the movie didn't come out in theaters in North America until May 19th, 2005. So conceivably, you could have bought this game, and this, you know, the Game Boy Advance version, you can beat it in like an hour. You could have beaten it and known roughly what happens in the movie. Well, all the big stuff, yeah. Uh, Which... Well, that I mean, that's that's any of these big movies that come out... um, you can go by the soundtrack and it'll say things like I remember the episode one soundtrack when yeah. that came out and everyone was so excited. It's the first new Star Wars movie. Look at the back. Oh, Death of Qui-Gon Jinn. Right, there you go. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. And they're getting better about that. They don't spoil it as much now. They're, they have more uh, mysterious and like nebulous names for track titles. Yeah, they really should. But, um, you know, the novelization, the action Mm -hmm. figures, you can find little spoilers. So if you're really looking at all the merchandise, because obviously they have to get that information to uh, the game designers and and all the other 
people who are putting out products. They have a little bit of inside information on the details of the movies. So okay. you, you can learn about that. But yeah, I imagine that some kids who, you know, maybe they got this game in advance. They're all excited. They start playing and like, oh, wait, I kind of know what happens now. Yeah. I mean, you kind of knew it was going to happen anyway. It was a prequel. It's like, going to turn into John Vader. Yeah. 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 I want to ask you about what, what, what are your thoughts on the film itself? Are you where, where do you stand on episode three? Uh, all right, let me go back a little further. When Phantom Menace came out, I went to the midnight screening. Mm-hmm. I was all excited. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm watching Star Wars. And while I was in the theater, I was with there with a friend of mine, and he was like a super Star Wars fan. And, you know, the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm thinking about the experience. And I was like, wow, I'm watching Star Wars in the movie theater. I'm watching a new Star Wars. And I'm not paying attention to the movie so much. And was, at the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was, um, yeah, I saw Star Wars. I didn't really think too much of it. And I saw it again. And then it kind of like, eh, not so good. Attack of the Clones came out. That was just awful. I, I've never tried to rewatch that one. I didn't feel so good. So three came out. I went to see it. It was like, ah, it's better than two. It's okay. And, you know, since then, there's just been an, an avalanche of here are my thoughts on the prequels and blah, 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 and everybody dumping on them. And, you know, there's a lot of videos that are really popular and reviews that are really popular and people laughing at it, make fun of it and all that. I've softened on it over time. It's not a great movie, but if it's on, I could absolutely sit down and watch it. Meh, it's okay. So if you go into the game with all of those um, uh, predetermined thoughts, like, oh, I'm going to hate this just because it's prequel stuff, just because it's episode three and all that, I hate that. Maybe that could uh, tarnish your experience a bit, but I, I, not too much for me. If you focus on the game, I, I think you can um, separate it from the film quite a bit. Well, I think the film is utter garbage. I, it's, okay. It is just god effing awful. My favorite of the prequels is episode one, like hands down, hands down. Mm-hmm. There's the, don't get me wrong. There's plenty terrible about the episode one, but I love the pod race, the lightsaber fight, the music is probably the most memorable of the the prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Qui Gon Jinn. You know, I I I think he's great. Um, Obi-Wan, all that stuff. That one's my favorite. But episode three, just ugh, what a mess, disaster that, that movie is. So, yes, that did give me some preconceived notions on how I thought I was going to feel about the game. Until, yeah. and, and, and I think this is why it kind of got brushed under the rug, is because the prequels didn't go down that well, and it... it these video games based on it have kind of been, you know, lost in the dustbins of obscurity. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Cause if, if you go back to then, what was it? 2003, five, 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 five. By then anyone who was really feeling that the sequel, the, the prequels were not doing well by the time the third one came around, they probably already lost interest in getting too excited about it. Uh, but on the other hand, all the people that have been developing games and thinking about it, maybe they had a little more time to think, how, how can we have fun with this? How can we make this a good experience? So you, you reach that unfortunate uh, crisscross where just as the skills are getting better, the interest is going down. Yeah. So maybe that that's kind of sums up this game. Well, let's talk about this game because this game totally surprised me. You recommended it. I was kind of like, what? That game? Then I played it. And Mm. it is quite the little treat. It is. It's a Star Wars beat-em-up. So so if anybody, if you haven't played the game out there, it's a Star Wars beat-em-up with shades of... uh, I love the boss battles in this game because it reminds me, it's almost like Star Wars meets Punch-Out. Yeah, because you got to yeah, look for yes. the tells. You look for these tells, and right there is a. It's all about defense. Right? Yes, and there's this depth counter to the the combat system, especially in the the one on one boss battles. 
that I was just blown away by uh, and, and how they escalate. I, I just think it's the perfect kind of difficulty and challenge. It was, it really blew my mind uh, how well this was. And so it, of course it follows the events of the, the film. You, you do your typical beat em up levels, uh, you know, left to right. You might have an elevator level here and there and then a boss fight. And that's pretty much the entire game. It's pretty kind of rinse and repeat as most beat em ups are. Right. Um, but that's not to discourage you from playing it. They, I think they keep it fresh with the force abilities that you gain. And mm-hmm. um, you can play as either Anakin or Obi-Wan, and they have separate storylines that diverge, and you meet characters yeah, and that, bosses. That's different. That and that's, was a great surprise for me, because it, it really shouldn't have been su- a surprise. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of like what we're saying. You lose interest, so you don't think about it. Because I did play Episode 3 on the PS2, and I believe that was the same thing. Like, you had an Obi-Wan storyline and an yeah. Anakin storyline because if you follow the film they do separate and they go off in their own sure. adventure kind of thing um, so at the beginning of the game when I was faced with the decision of playing as Obi-Wan or Anakin I was like well, of course I'm going to play as Obi-Wan I don't want to play as whiny Hayden Christensen like, <laughs> that's the, the same thing I did yeah, I, just, uh, I so play as Obi-Wan and I'm going through and then there's a little uh, grid where it shows your your progress and then you get to the you get to a point where it splits and then it occurred to me is like oh yeah they they would have completely different storylines and then as i'm playing obi-wans i'm like oh wow i bet you anakin's gonna have like completely different levels and all that and true enough that's what happens they start the same and then they go down different paths and you have that means different levels that means different enemy types and what i was really um uh, it, what I really enjoyed was the power-up system that they have because there's it's a very minor RPG element where you have to upgrade their skills and you can also unlock different force powers for them, which again, for like a beat-em-up, typically you have your attack, jump, special attack, and that's kind of the classic arcade formula. But they went so far as to give you different force powers and different defense techniques and then the force powers are different for Obi-Wan and Anakin. So I, I was enjoying like certain ones with Obi-Wan. Then when I went to Anakin's storyline, I was like, oh, wow, I get completely different uh, force power-ups. And that's, like you said, one of those variations that keeps the game fresh. So it's not so repetitive. And there, there are many more examples like that in the game of how they uh, keep it from getting stale, even though it's a fairly short game. Absolutely. And it's the nuances within those force abilities that I just, the, the, the attention to detail was great. You know, Obi-Wan's favor, more uh, Zen Jedi, you know, yeah, uh, a lot of healing, defensive, defensive healing. Yeah. whereas Anakin is more aggressive and aggro, you know, pow, mm-hmm. power moves, uh, yeah. which was fun. Did you, did you play both? You played both characters? I played as Obi-Wan. I went through the game yeah. and then when, what, as I was doing that, it occurred to me, yo, I got to play as Anakin because he's going to have a different path. I did uh, start playing through Anakin. Now, the the only thing I'll admit is I didn't finish his because I lost my game save uh, and I didn't have time to sit down and uh, go through it again. So I made it to uh, kind of the end of the Jedi temp Jedi library. Oh, that's section. pretty. That's pretty close to the end. It's, yeah, there's only like a duel two levels and a duel that i missed and so i I will go back and play it again but yeah i was playing around with their powers now when so are are we jumping all over the place because i want to talk about so many different things and i feel like i'm gonna throw it out there throw it out there yeah yeah get it out because i was playing as obi-wan and this reminded me a lot of those um x-men legends marvel games where you you can upload upgrade their Mm -hmm. powers and stuff so I, I was like, with Obi-Wan, I was like, okay, what does he have? He's got, you get force push and force force pull as default. And then there was, um, yeah, I, I got it right. There's like, yeah, Jedi speed. Um, there's the healing one. Um, then there was like two others. So I was trying them all out and I was looking to see what, what would happen 
you know, if I try this one, what do I try this one? And then I was thinking about the X-Men Legends games and how if you you only have so many points and you can't level everything up evenly, you have to choose. So like in X-Men Legends, you can get to the point where some crazy stuff happens if you put all your points into one power. So I decided when I play as Anakin, I'm going to do that, you know, because I saw I was looking down his list and I saw Force Choke. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I picked that. And the animation is great and the effect is great. You basically lift an enemy up from across the screen and you just, you know, you're clutching them and you see them twitching and breaking. So I was like, I'm going to put all my points into that and see what happens. And it really does make a difference because instead of just lifting one enemy, then you can lift two enemies and you can hold them longer. Oh, you can. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, Anakin's uh, one enemy uh yeah you can lift up one enemy and it does 60 damage for three seconds if you do level two you can get two enemies it does higher damage for uh in shorter amount of seconds and the third one you can lift up uh, up to three enemies and it'll do even more damage in less time so it just gets stronger and stronger it was great if i can jump in i so for obi-wan I mm-hmm. pumped up heal right away because that is makes that it so much easier. Yeah, and I would just I was... constantly heal because they they're very uh, liberal with their force power ups, like re- to restore the your force meter. They're all over the place. So if you keep healing, it's like you're never gonna run out of force enough. You might run down, run out for a few seconds, but you kill a couple enemies and you'll get it back in no time. So I did that. Yeah. With Anakin, I wish I would have done choke. I was kind of lame and I did force push because I liked being able to like clear enemies away from me. But I, yeah. I pumped it all the way up and it's great. I mean, you get so strong that you do it once and like battle droids are blowing up. You know, like nice. you, just, you just push them once and, uh, you know, it's really, it's a great, you know, when you're getting swarmed by all these battle droids, you're just clearing house, not even touching anybody and doing like one hit. A lot of fun. How about the the other attribute where you're given an option of uh, strength, endurance, and uh, power, like to extend your life so, bar, extend so, your force bar, or power? I would always do more damage. Yeah, I did that with Anakin. I, I maxed out. Because it, it kind of controls how you do it. You have an option of two out of the three. Right. And then it'll switch it up. So anytime I had a chance to do power, I would just do that. And same like same thing like you get up to a battle droid and you smack them once and they're down and mm-hmm. then you know you can take on because you got the battle droids you got the super battle droids you got the um uh, the rolling battle droids yeah you I got what they're called but, uh, yeah. grievous's kind of guards with the the spinning batons there's lots of different uh, droids there's droids with different guns that like stun you or they shoot yeah. multiple shots yeah. at once that I really like too. It's kind of goes back to the Ninja Turtle beat 'em up style yeah. where you have different color foot soldiers. So Correct. you can see, all right, this battle droid is base type. This one's going to shoot me like three shots. Um, this one's going to have some other kind of a beam. The, the, the shotgun one, that one was annoying. You get the battle droid that has that big, like, Oh yes. Like flamethrower shotgun. Mm-hmm. And that one, it seems like I can never avoid that thing. But the, um, Going back to those too, this is the first time that I ever thought the battle droids looked cool because they're so spindly in the movies and they don't look threatening at all. Yeah. But the the little sprite they made for them, they looked slightly chunkier so that they're almost more comparable to a humanoid form. And I just thought the uh, they looked great. So they're I also just enjoyed in, the visuals of, of the. They're in kind of like a more like menacing pose. You know, they kind of yeah. got like a, a action pose rather than being like this straight droid, you know. Yeah, and I think boring. that it comes from the um, the limitations of doing such a small game mm-hmm. because you, you don't want to animate those like long, thin necks and arms. So they just tightened them up and it, it it's beautiful. It's great. What did you think about the the boss fights? That yeah, the the first I think what you said with Mike Tyson is perfect. What I originally imagined was the um, the dueling in um, the the Secret of Monkey Island, where when you have a duel, it, it becomes this 
it becomes this 2D, every, like both characters are on the same plane and you can't move outside of the just forward and backwards. But it's, so visually it reminded me of that. But what you said about the control mechanics, they give you a slight tutorial the first time you encounter one with mm -hmm. Dooku. And it says, you know, he's going to attack high, so you should block high. And you have to, you have a, you know, your controls where you have jump, you have two attacks, then you got a force focus button, yeah. and then you've got the um, defense, which you can use to deflect lightsabers. And then in this, in the battle with the boss, you uh, use that as your block. So you learn to look for their attacks and you block high, block low. Sometimes I had to back off a bit. And then after you successfully block, they're open and you can attack them a bit. Um, and I was really glad to see that you could still use Obi-Wan's force heal during those battles. Yes. Because uh, it, it it's very useful. Now, for for the most part, the game, it, it offers just enough challenge. I'm, I'm imagining you played on the Jedi setting. There was like Padawan, Jedi, and then Master, Master which you have to unlock. Well, you unlock it when you beat the game. And yeah. I... I was so surprised by this game that I did start playing on Master. Uh, I didn't beat it on Master yet. Um, did you play any on Master? No, I, I didn't complete my Anakin, so I didn't get a chance to go okay. into that. So a couple things about Master Mode, which is really cool. So uh, after you beat, every time you beat a level, you got to pump up, like we were saying, your health, your strength, or your force. Um, mm. You don't get that anymore. So whatever you... Oh did that's what you got but you start with that oh okay so whatever you have you start with but then you don't get to pump it up anymore it's whatever that is however you do still get to collect the little green tokens to pump up your force abilities so you can nice. pretty much max them all out <laughs> which is which is really fun however you only get one life for every level. Oh. So if you die, you have to start the level all over. And usually each level has like three sections to it. Usually it's like two sections and then like a, a boss or a mini boss or something. Right. And you only get one life to go through that. And so wow. with, with Obi-Wan, it's a little bit easier because you got the heal. But with Anakin, <laughs> it is hard because Anakin doesn't have any sort of healing ability. So you need to really get lucky in finding life. I was looking at um, the powers, yeah, Anakin has something called Absorb. Did you try that? I did. It didn't, I think that might give you like force power back. Okay, yeah, because it says it drains enemies' life into fury, which I'm guessing is that other the, yes, yes. little life bar. That's his, that's his you, force. Yeah, yeah we didn't even mention that. The moves in this game, you got your attack, you got two attacks, your jump, your force powers, which you could have like what, like five or six different force powers, but then you also have oh, you have like the other a special right. power. There's like another meter that, as you use your force abilities, this other meter builds up, and that gives you a superpower. So uh, you actually get like three or four of those superpowers every time you beat a boss, like a main boss, like Dooku, Grievous, Palpatine, stuff like that. You you get a new one. Right. So like Obi-Wan, all you have to do is hold the A button and then he does this. He, he like jumps around to all the enemies on screen and, and does damage to them. Um, Anakin does this thing where he takes his lightsaber and stabs it into the ground and like lightning shoots out and, and attacks everybody. But then you get other button combinations where Obi-Wan had this like 360 spin he did. Um, I, I can't remember I found it a little awkward to use because I was using an arcade stick. So sometimes the mm. button layout just it didn't feel right. This is one of those games I really wish I had the uh, the hardware that it was intended for because I imagined it would feel a lot smoother. Yeah, it was. Nice. But I, yeah, I, I was so surprised at just the number of uh, attacks uh, and and power ups that they give you in such a small game. Absolutely. One thing I wanted to mention too. So it came out on the. PlayStation 2, the Xbox, Game Boy, and DS. The DS and the Game Boy Advance are the same game. However, the DS adds uh, flying levels. Oh, okay. That play similar to like a range battle in Star Fox. 
you know, where you're kind of in, you can, you can fly okay. wherever, but you're kind of in a circle. Yeah. You know? Rogue squadron. Really. Ro- Rogue squadron. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was looking at that before we, we jumped on the line and it looks fun. Doesn't look particularly hard. Uh, but the rest of the game looks the exact same. So you, you just get like an added, you know, it gives you more hmm. variety, more variety. Right. Cause I okay. was, th- th- if there was one thing that I would say this game was lacking that most beat em ups that are in that upper echelon of beat em ups is there was no vehicle levels. No, mm, you know, like yeah. Turtles has the in the sewers or Neon Night Riders where you're riding like the hoverboard chasing Crane yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game didn't have any vehicle levels. No, it did have a lot of variety to keep those levels fresh, though, because you do your basic, you know, beat em up stuff. And, you know, we mentioned the boss levels a few times. The fact that it wasn't just a hit buttons as, as as often as you can and whoever does the most damage wins that that would have been kind of an awkward mm-hmm. uh boss style um i mean that's kind of the classic for a lot of beat-em-ups but that's arcade you're expected to throw a lot of quarters in because it's difficult and that's yeah. you know how they were designed but this gave you a really fair chance and just a, a change in the gameplay but there were also some mini bosses that required different strategies uh, there was that uh, I, I don't know what that ship, that droid fighter ship that you had thing. had to hit, hit up top. Yeah, that as took it flew me by. forever to figure out. Very hard. Because I was trying everything I could. There's no jump attack. And um, my force powers weren't working. This is like the first mini boss you encounter in the game. And I couldn't figure out that I was supposed to hold up while I was hitting it. Um, ah, so right. it took me a while to get through that. But... Um, yeah, you got that, and then you've got a tank later on. That's hard. Which, that was tough because they don't hold, they don't tell you exactly what you're supposed to do. You got to figure it out, and it's different depending on which character you play. They each have a different strategy of how to beat uh, that tank. Um, sorry if you haven't played it, I'm going to spoil it right now. Uh, if you play as Anakin there are a bunch of battle droids that come out and you have to deflect their laser blasts and it'll hit the tank with Obi-Wan. You do the same thing, but instead of battle droids, there's this like advanced droid and they come at you. And the whole time that they're attacking, the tank is also targeting you with this like lock on missile thing. So you have to block that attack, the, uh, the droids and avoid the missiles. So you deflect laser blasts at first to take down the first set of guns for the tank. After that, you have to destroy uh, battle droids, which here's another mechanic we forgot to mention. After you destroy battle droids or or other uh, things around the the, um, environment, there'll be a little pile of debris, which you can use your force push attack to send that stuff flying into enemies. And in this case, you have to send it back at the tank until it explodes. That was great. That was like a a brilliant little touch. Absolutely. So clearly we're, we're gushing about this game. Is there anything, I mean, I mean, we said, you know, it it needed maybe some vehicle levels to shake it up, which they added in the DS version. Is there anything you didn't like? (sighs) No, not really. I, I, the music was okay. It wasn't anything too special. There were Star Trek sounds in the escape Coruscant level when you have to like run across the level in one minute. There are also some timed missions in this. Right. You, know, you have to, you know, defeat a certain number of battle droids or uh, survive for two minutes until arrives. They're great things. But the one where you're escorting um, the uh, Palpatine out after you rescue him, which mm-hmm. Palpatine, by the way, has the giant Mr. Burns eyes from that X-Files episode. He, does. he just looked really goofy. <laughs> um, you have to um, run like across the screen and avoid falling canisters and, and droids and stuff. But it does that red alert, that ah. that's totally the Star Trek red alert. Thing. That's funny. Yeah. Well, Richard, do you have anything else? I mean, I think that's a, it was a, a bit scatterbrained, but um, I think overall positive <laughs> review of the game. Uh, do you have anything else okay, to add cool. before we get to our three questions of Doom? Um, 
No, I, I, I was just really surprised by this game. I, I thought it was going to be fun, but the level, the depth of enjoyment uh, really caught me off guard. And it's the kind of game that I want to go back to and, and just uh, see what happens when I max out all those different powers. And, and, and like I said, it's not a terribly long game. I, mean, I think it, it threw me off at first. I saw some lists of like how long does it take to beat this and people are writing like oh three hours I'm like wow really for that and because it's the two if you want to do everything games. yeah yeah no no uh, i think it's a good game i think if you yeah i think it's a good game and i just i love games that when you beat the game you can start the game with everything that you've unlocked already i just love yeah. when games do that yeah like a you new work game hard plus. so now you can just enjoy and like then go through when you're it again. ready for a challenge, yeah. you can start up fresh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, Richard, it is time for my three questions of Doom. Dun, dun, dun. Question number one. Is this a good portable game? Yes, absolutely. I didn't play it portably, but I believe so. Uh, I agree. It has a autosave feature, which you don't see a lot in... Game Boy games, uh, which means it, it does have a battery inside. So if you're buying this game, make sure you check those battery saves and make sure it's uh, it's working. Uh, but it does auto save, which you rarely see in Game Boy games. Um, but yes, I agree. Very good portable game. Question number two: Should this game belong in your collection? I wish it were in my collection. If I find this game, which I, I don't buy too many games anymore, but this is one I would add to that. If I ever see this, I'm going to get it. Yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. Yes, you you absolutely should seek out this game and play it as soon as possible. Question number three, the big one. Out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? For me, uh, I'd go with a five. I can't think of any anything that I would want to change about it. I, I mean, any other comments I have would be nitpicky. I'm sure there are things that are not perfect about it, but you know, there's nothing that bothered me. Well, now you're putting me on the spot. See, I was wondering what you were in my head. I'll be honest. I had a four. Mm-hmm. For two reasons. One, no vehicle levels, even though there is vehicle levels on the DS one. There um, are vehicles that you fight. That's true. And two, and this is a little nitpicky, but still, it's based on episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Like, <laughs> man, I wish this game would have been like any of the good Star Wars. You know, can you yeah. imagine if they did this with New Hope or Empire or Jedi? What an awesome game that would be. But it's based this, on episode well, three. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. You had a certain perspective of episode three. And this little game gave you a reason to enjoy something that was based on episode three. Can I admit something right now? If it's just the two of us, go ahead. It kind of made me want to go back and watch episode three. <laughs> Is that crazy? Uh, I, I, like, I kind of like, you know, it's been a long, I haven't watched that. I don't know how long it's been. Years, you know, maybe a decade since I've watched episode I, two. I, I won't lie. I think it had a little bit of that effect on me as well. You might not want to do that because it might tarnish your image of the game. But I think if you're the kind of person that didn't enjoy episode three, forget that movie. Yeah. This game is all you need. You, you can rewrite all the little gaps in between. It still has some of the annoying stuff. You see Padme at the end, and, you know, Anakin just does that, uh, okay, I'm bad now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think having said that, I'm still going to I'm I'm still gonna stick with my four. Because, you know, you're right, the music isn't anything to write home about. It's nice little mixes of the, who's calling me? Stop it, dang it. <laughs> it's Anakin, he's complaining. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, this is a, I don't do... Points, you know, no 4.5, none of that stuff. But this is a very high four. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll say If it that. weren't a four, it'd be a five. Exactly. It wouldn't be a three. This is a, uh, this is a California four 
but a Japan five. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know, it's know. it's everything it's everything I wanted out of uh, a little handheld beat 'em up. I I'd, I'd say, as far as beat 'em up games go, I don't have a ranking in my head, but this this is going up there. It's up there. It doesn't beat Turtles. And and uh, I, here, here here's the thing: the best beat 'em ups, the best. They have to have this quality to them. They got to have multiplayer, and this one's single. There is multiplayer. Can you link? I don't up? know if you can play through the whole. It right at the start screen, single player, multiplayer options. Oh, hold on, hold credits. on. Wait a second. Wait a second. You, you can do multiplayer, but I don't know if that means you can go through the whole game. It just might be like a duel or something. Okay, okay, here, I got it right here. The Game Boy Advance version of the game allows two players to link up and participate in exclusive co-op missions as Anakin and Obi-Wan, or have the hey. two of them fight off endless waves of enemies and who can see who can survive the longest. The Nintendo DS version exclusively features 3D multiplayer space battles to take advantage of the DS graphical capabilities. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so you can't play through the whole game. Okay, I I'll tell you what, if they would have allowed you to play through the whole game multiplayer even though that wouldn't have made sense given the story but if they would have allowed that then that game would be a five uh, wait a minute don't i haven't played this so i can't say anything for sure but what you just said team up and play against endless waves of enemies yeah. that sounds pretty awesome that does sound fun and it's 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 at the tippy top of fours but two-player, man, beat-em-ups are always best enjoyed with someone I else. I understand that. But as a as a handheld, how many handhelds are like multiplayer like that? Especially going back to Game Boy Advance era games. Sure. You know, maybe nowadays where you can link up and all that. But when you had to actually have a physical cable and, you know, plug the thing together, I think that's pretty good. And if, hey. if again, I'm just assuming here, if there was any way that the two players could have some sort of combo attack, Kind of like those X Men games that. Oh yeah. I look for. And see, it doesn't have guys, any of that, so it's a four. It's a four. I don't know. <laughs> it's a four. I'll accept a four. I'm gonna play the game again, regardless of what number you put on it. Well, there you go. And that's it for Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. But we're not quite done with Star Wars just yet, because as you know, I always like to recommend other games to keep you going if you're in that mood you want some more games to play what what do i move on to next well i'm here to recommend some for you maybe you too richard uh, i put it out to twitter and i i do apologize i was a little late but i said what are some underrated star wars games because i think this is an underrated star wars game and i have one in my head that i really enjoy might be a little controversial we'll talk about that in a second but richard i'm gonna let you think about that for a second and i'm gonna go to twitter mm -hmm. and see uh, what we got on there we got a couple replies uh, we got Josh, aka at creep one three three seven, said Jedi. Oh, that's that's a Josh. Yeah, that's a Josh. Is it is that the creeply or whatever? Is that, am I saying that right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that what you were asking? Don't, they, don't asking people refer to him as like Josh Creeply or something? Well, his uh, Twitter thing is at Creepleet, but he has been clutchy oh, Josh. He's, uh, I I get it. It's using like Star Josh. Been, uh, yeah, yeah. I most see. recently, he's been a Josh. There we go. Uh, he said Jedi Power Battles on the Game Boy Advance. On the Game Boy Advance? On the Game Boy Advance. Oh, I haven't checked that one out. Me neither. So uh, if any of you out there in Cartridge Club world have played it, feel free to chime in on the tweeters. Uh, and then PK in the Universe said Episode 1 Racer. I believe he's referring to the N64 game, which... Is very good and very cheap, but the races in that game are like ten minutes long. It's cr they're crazy long. I don't know if you remember that. Is that is that really an underrated game? I hear a lot of high praise for that game. People seem to love that racer game. Maybe like as a, as a racing game. Listen, I'm not here to diss anyone. What they feel is underrated. Maybe nobody's heard of it in his neck of the woods. Sure. You know, and I I do feel like Rogue Squadron. If you're talking N64 or Shadows of the Empire. Definitely gets the the uh, more talk, maybe not yeah. praise, but is definitely talked about more than episode one. Ah, uh, they do get talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a game, Richard? 
Well, I'm going off of memory, but the Jedi power battles on the PS1, I, I bought that way back when, when it came out, and I enjoyed it. I, I, I haven't played it in the longest time, so I can't really say if it was good, and I, I know I didn't beat it. Um, I don't Is know, that's the most game? thing I have. It's, it's, yeah, it's a run-around 3D beat-em-up fighting game you're not talking about uh masters of terrace no 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 no. it's not a fighting it's not that fighting game this is uh like a beat-em-up you know you just oh okay you play as like two or three or maybe even four jedi or something and you run around and you fight other things and stuff but uh, i can't imagine that it's better than the one we just played fair enough well i'm going to recommend obi-wan for the xbox Oh, that was an early one. It was early. And I was looking up before we did this podcast, I was looking up the reviews. I was like, what do other people think of Obi-Wan? Because I remember really digging it and loving it. It it didn't go over that well. It's got like a 58% or something on Metacritic. So it clearly mm. wasn't that loved. I thought it was great. I had a ball. You, it, you play through episode one, but just from Obi-Wan's perspective. And it's really fun. Oh, okay. 3D, oh. uh, kind of platformer you know three yeah 3d platformer i guess they're that third person it's really fun another star wars game that i wouldn't mind going back to just because again it's fuzzy memories for me was that um bounty hunter game uh the Django fett one. Oh yeah uh, that, that was like yes two games it just sounds like a fun idea as playing as a bounty hunter of course everybody wanted to be boba fett but you know close enough and just run around and uh I don't know. I guess you're supposed to capture people or something. I, I played it a little bit, but you're probably hunting bounties, right? Probably. Have you seen? By the way, have you seen The Mandalorian yet? Nope. I don't have that Disney Plus. Thing, Can you get um, it in Japan? Yeah, yeah. I'm just interest isn't there. It's good. I really dug it, and I my like level of excitement for Star Wars right now is at an all time low. Did you see the new movie? Yeah. Are you going to see the new movie? I saw it. And how do you feel about these uh, most recent trilogy Star Wars movies, Disney Star Wars? Big missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, they had Star Wars in the palm of their hands and they actually like set it up fairly good. You know, I, I give Force Awakens a lot of leeway because i get they were doing the soft reboot thing whatever but i I thought it all worked really well i loved all the new characters um i thought they completely wasted them in especially last jedi and rise of the skywalker uh ray finn and poe all kind of went nowhere especially finn and poe they like who are their characters we know nothing about them and they had such a great setup with finn being like the stormtrooper that went rogue Poe, you never really learn much about. He's got, you know, he used to date Felicity or whatever. And then Ray, they just completely bungled it with this Rise of the Skywalker reveal. Um, did you, did, I'm sorry, did you see it? I don't want to spoil anything. If you no, I, I'm really, my level of interest is very low. So if I see it, it's going to be when it becomes the cheapest possible price in the rental store. Yeah, it's probably for the best. They look, I understand they had a big mountain to climb with Carrie Fisher passing away because I'm sure she played into what they wanted to do. But it was so clear to me that they didn't have like the trilogy laid out. Well, yeah, that was obvious from, you know, the what was the last one, the Jedi, last Jedi movie. Yeah, it's just like there, it, there was no sense of yeah, we're going was, forward. The whole thing is like, hey, we're making a new trilogy, but we're only going to make them one at a time, and we're going to f- figure it out as we go along, based yeah. on based on the internet, based on what people say they want to see. And, so it was it was just disappointing, and I, I'll say this too, and this this will be a minor spoiler for for uh, Rise of the Skywalker. The la- you could even have done. I think there's a good movie that exists for Rise of the Skywalker that they could have done, and I think just a few tweaks it would have really taken them in a whole different direction, mainly in uh, regards to the bringing Palpatine back. I don't think you needed that. I think that was stupid. It negates 
Darth Vader sacrificing himself at the end of Jedi. It's mm. just yet another thing that Star Wars is rehashing. We've been there before. They're not coming up with anything new. You didn't need Palpatine. They set up Kylo so perfectly at the end of Last Jedi. Like, he's finally, he's taken control. He killed Snoke. Like, he's in charge now, right? And when they start Rise of the Skywalker, like, the first scene is, like, Kylo going nuts and, like, massacring all these people. And you get a few scenes where you're like, whoa, Kylo has gone off the deep end. Like, he's crazy. And and at, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, yes, this, yes, that's what I want. I want to see Kylo... Finally, like, just give in. It's like we've we got that uh, that that same trajectory that we got in the prequels with Anakin, but like much more satisfying with Kylo because it mm-hmm. feels like oh, it's it feels a little bit more earned this time rather than I'm just a bad guy all of a sudden. Like okay, and so I was so excited, and then Palpatine just comes in and it totally deflates all the I don't know built up. Kylo, bad juju. It just, I don't know, it ruined it for me. Because then it's like, well, Palpatine's the big bad that we got to defeat. Like, imagine if Kylo, like, he should be the new big bad, right? He finally earned it. He spent two movies getting there, and now the third one he's there. He's like this big super Sith guy, and they didn't do any of that. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Was it the uh, same actor? Like, they brought him back, the uh, yeah. Palpatine? Uh, oh, for Palpatine, yes, it was Ian yeah. McDermott, which is funny because now he's actually like really old. Like he was actually so really he, he was young in in Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, it was all like prosthetics and everything. Yeah, and then, you know, then he was kind of age appropriate for the prequels, and yeah. now he's age appropriate for the Emperor. I yeah, think. basically. Yeah, I mean, he's great, and I love I love the Emperor. It was cool to see him again, but then after the movie lets out and I'm kind of thinking about everything. I'm like, ah, what a dumb thing to bring him back. Well, it's like fast food, you know, it's satisfying for the moment, but as, as in whole experience. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what I expected. I don't know the details of what's going on in this thing and I don't really care. So I also, eventually I'll be somewhat curious when it's easy, easily accessible. I, I didn't mean for this podcast to turn into a review of rise of the Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> But I also don't think there's any memorable action scenes in, in the movie. There's maybe one where they're on Pasana and they're doing a little chase scene. That's pretty interesting. And then I like the lightsaber fight outside of the Death Star with Kylo and Rey. That was good. But as far as like big space battle stuff, I thought the end of the movie, like I can't remember anything cool or fun that happened. And same for the rest of the movie. I'm like, where was all the fun battles? Like, how did they screw that up? Mm. There you go. <laughs> anyway, moving uh, on. Okay. Maybe they'll make a really nice handheld game of it, and then you can enjoy that. There you go. The moral of the story, children, is go play Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith on the Game Boy Advance. Because it's great. And now we're done with Star Wars. Boom. Hey. But we're not quite done with the podcast yet because we got to talk about what's coming up in the Cartridge Club, specifically in January. Uh, and we'll start with Cartridge Club Plo- uh, Cartridge Club Portable is where we will begin. In January, we're playing some mobile games. We're doing the Nintendo Trifecta, Super Mario Run, Dr. Mario World, and Mario Kart Tour. I hear they're all not that great, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to playing those. I know. Well, uh, like right there, I already downloaded them. I got them ready to go. Nice. Um, I when you mentioned that, I I went out and I downloaded them. I I haven't had the interest to actually try any of them yet. Uh, so I'm just going to need to wait for some chatter from all the uh, portable players out there to get me excited. Well, they're all free to play, so you can download them. There are paywalls for all of them, but you can play them all for free if you want, which is exactly what I intend to do, because I want to see if you were going in this, just playing them for free, what's the experience you're going to get? And that's what we're going to talk about next month. Coming up in February, we're going to be playing, as voted by you out there in Cartridge Club world, Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Fantastic game on the 3DS if you haven't played it. Richard? Look 
like you got a thought. I don't own a 3DS, no. Oh, well, you're missing out because that game's great. And then in March, we're doing March Madness again, and this year we're talking all about LCD games. So Tiger, Handheld Electronics, Game & Watch, (laughs) all those fun games you grew up with. Everybody had at least one, it feels like. I want to hear all about your experiences and what you remember from that. So as we get closer to March, I'm going to really start plugging that out so I can uh, get some good experiences from you guys. I'm just uh, pondering. I I got two in my head that I can recall very clearly, but uh, I'll save that for, for comments. I will appreciate that. Coming up in Cartridge Club Prime, so they just wrapped up for December, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which I think went over pretty well. And then coming up in January, they're jumping back to the Sega Genesis, I believe, and playing Castle of Illusion. You ever played that, Richard? I have. It's a wonderful game. And I the full it's... title is Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. I've never played it. I've always wanted to. Everybody speaks so highly of it. Castle of Illusion and uh, the follow-up World of Illusion... And then on the Game Gear, I think there's Land of Illusion. There's a few different iterations of it, but yeah. uh, they're they're pretty solid and some interesting uh, little bits of information about them. But I can't mention them here. But maybe I'll mention them on that podcast. Are you going to be on that one? Oh, I think so. Is this an exclusive? Are we getting a CC Portable exclusive right now? Uh, for anyone who didn't follow a Twitter conversation, uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me. I'm that guy. I didn't follow that. Well, this oh, is exciting. Yeah, look at you. Getting this exclusive content. Yeah. And then uh, coming up in Quick Save Club, they just wrapped up December. So all things simulation games. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Your but, expression speaks volumes, but, unfortunately. I'm the only one that can experience it. That's, that's very true. You're very lucky, man. And then in January, they're playing Thief. Yep. So there you go, quick save, clubbers. <laughs> that's what's coming up. Why, why, why do you even bother? <laughs> I, I got to pimp them out. There's, there's people out there that uh, you know want to check out these PC games, the PC Master Race or whatever. I don't understand it, but... Hey, I'm not gonna not gonna look down on them if they want to play Thief in January. Mm-hmm. And that's what's coming up in the Cartridge Club. And speaking of the Cartridge Club, you should check it out at cartridgeclub.org where you can hop on the forums or join us on Discord and talk about all things video games and toys and movies and anything nerdy that you can think of. It's all there. And you should come uh, check it out. And you can share your experiences alongside us, or you can even find me on Twitter at CC Portable Unite and let me know what games you want to play, like my friend Richard here, who suggested Star Wars a few months ago. And guess what? We played it. Boom. Just like that. I said, I trust you, Richard. We're going to put that on the old docket. And that's what we did. Is that. Uh... I've never been more satisfied. Yeah, it was. No, I was very satisfied. I was very, very satisfied. It's nice to have the kind of podcast where you know your voice is heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would give you a gold medal. We'll call you Gold Richard. Oh, thank you. It's it's such a joy to be in the gold uh, level. I I'm I unfortunately am not in that because uh, I, I I think I'm at a silver level according to a certain. I, I don't know anything about that certain podcast i think i'm yeah i think i'm a silver level apparently i don't know what you're talking about based Mm -hmm. on my film recommendations my amazing film recommendations Uh, going back to me uh, if i'm if i'm a gold star would you say i have a hundred percent uh a ranking right now because everything that i recommended recommended has gone over really well for cc portable that's true did you recommend lilo and stitch Sure. Well, you were on that one, and that was, was a great that game. One, that, and that was a great yeah. game. So, so yeah, um, you're two for I've two. I've only been involved with with greatness. You're two for two. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you're a gold star. Well, Richard, yes. Where can we find you out there on the interwebs? Why don't you plug yourself? 
Oh, go to Twitter at the Ramvox or um, retro underscore Fandango. I think we're on Podbean and Stitcher and all that stuff. Retro Fandango, Retro Film Dango. Which I will, I will be on upcoming in February. You're joining us in February for three films that have yet to be chosen. TBD. That you, that you have yet to uh, give your input on. Well, we'll talk. We can talk about it after the podcast, Richard. Right, I'm just, just, right. just saying. That's where we stand. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> All right, now we're just rambling. So I am gonna get us out of here. Thank you so much for being here, Richard. It was a blast. Very My pleasure. Uh, very good pick. Very good pick. Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Absolutely, and we will see you guys next month when we go mobile for the first time on CC Portable. Take care, guys, and CC Unite.